subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back again with another topic. We're excited to be with you today and uh, thanks for joining us. Little intro here real quick. As always, if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling and what we're talking about all the time, you can go to the Ninja Selling website. You can also go check out our Ninja podcast community on Facebook if you want to hang out with a whole bunch of like-minded individuals that like listening to Matt and myself also. <laughs> and uh, you, you're also welcome to go check out our coaching program. And that's Ninja Coaching. And that's what Matt and I do when we're not here hanging out with you guys. Well, we have other stuff too. But Thank you for joining us, Matt. Welcome. Yeah. I mean, like there are things like eating and drinking, kids, and all those things that I do as well. You know, yeah, those types of things. How you doing, man? Not running. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, not running right now. Yeah, we we we, we solved that one. Well, sir. So okay, we uh, we're just going to continue to harvest some of these topics off the uh, the community. And again, I want to say thank you to everybody who took time to actually post these in the community. Uh, there's some great ones in there. There's some that feel like they would be full episodes. And then Matt and I have been laughing, actually trying to figure out how we would turn it into a whole episode where we get comical about like, it's really just a simple little concept that we just need to have a simple talk about. But the one today, I am excited that we actually get to go a little deeper into it because it's one of those systems that I feel like got kind of lost a little bit. I know we talk about a lot in the coaching program. I know the name of it has kind of adjusted and changed over time. And uh, it is by far one of the most powerful times I feel that people can have in their schedule. And it is the hour of power. Mm -hmm. In the installations, So just so there's no confusion... Um, as this has grown and evolved, the Ninja has uh, moved along. Peter Parnig it, it kind of uh, updated the name of it to the gifting hour. One, so there wasn't any confusion with another system out there that it kind of sounds like. But I think Peter had some great, uh, great ideas around why it should have that name. And I'll mention those here in a little bit. So, but Matt, I refer to it more often as the hour of power. And that's how we kind of refer to it in coaching. And uh, hey, man. Excited to talk to you about this today. Yeah, me too. I think this is, a, I mean, this is one, uh, I would say the most skipped time block that people put on their calendars, right? So if it, you know, if it's not on your calendar, that's one thing. And maybe it will get on your calendar after you listen to this. But this is the number one thing that I see people put on their calendar. Like, yep, I got a spot dedicated where I'm going to sit down and, and do my calls and they don't show up. But this was a spot on my calendar that I didn't show up for, yeah. quite honestly. So there's a lot of elements that I think can help this be more effective for someone. And I, and I kind of uh, like where Peter changed the name because I think that also changes the energy and the intention and really highlights that this isn't a time to go drum up some business, which is what I think a lot of people are fearful of, which is why they skip over it, is I don't want to sit down, Garrett, and start calling a bunch of people and ask for referrals and tell them how awesome I am. You know, I do that enough on a podcast already, so <laughs> they don't need to hear it over the phone. But I, I see that's one of the reasons. So my points being there, most overlooked opportunity on a calendar and passed over opportunity. You mentioned it maybe being misinterpreted of like what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is, is that we've talked about uh, low urgent activities in our business. And hour of power, the gifting hour, whatever you want to call it, 
is a very low urgency activity. It's basically the way it's set up is it's two hours you set aside in your calendar specifically to reach out to people in your database and and reconnect and build relationships and talk with people and make their day better, their world better. One of the reasons it gets skipped is that sure enough, we put these hours on our calendar and I mean, what happens if you don't show up? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing happens on so many levels. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody nobody calls you upset and says, I can't believe you didn't call me. I was really expecting you to call me and ask me how my day was going. You're never going to get that phone call. And you might never get business. Like there's lots of nothings that might happen. <laughs> Which again, low urgency. I think that's that's where I see a lot of people yeah. just falter on is because there's always something more urgent than reaching out to people who weren't expecting your call to begin with. Yeah, even the laundry in the laundry room that needs to be changed it becomes a higher urgent level than calling somebody in your database. Well, and then that goes into call avoidance. So it's like here you have this low urgency thing, and all of a sudden you're going, okay, and now I'm also fearful of this name, maybe called the hour of power. And now we're like, yeah, I'm doing dishes instead. <laughs> Sounds like so much more fun. So maybe some things do get done, just not maybe the things that we wanted to get done. Well, so the house is so incredibly clean since I started Ninja. <laughs> Amazing. I'm doing some of the systems. <laughs> well, so Garrett, then I guess then the question is, is how do we start to turn this around? And maybe it would be best to start with, well, what what's the true intention of the hour of power, the the gifting hour of power? If we want to just combine the words to make it one nice long thing, there, what should be the purpose of this time block? Yeah. So when I look at it, the most important piece you need to understand is that in your database, you have a group of important people that if without intention behind it, without a plan behind it, it's very easily to all of a sudden have a month pass, two months pass, three months pass. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, darn it. Like I, I need to reach out to my people. And you make a whole bunch of phone calls. You get some energy behind it. You take a day and you're like, all right, this is it. I'm getting back. I'm going to make some phone calls. And then business happens and life happens and it's like three months again. And you're like, oh gosh, I got to reach out to them and connect with them. And what we know is if you can get into a pattern of repetition with them, what happens is, is that you become more top of mind. Now, when we're making these calls, the goal of it is to be nice. I'll never forget. I had somebody say to me and I loved it. Is there like so Garrett, you're just telling me to be a good person and a nice person to people? Like, yeah, pick up the phone during this scheduled time and just check in on people and be nice to them. See how they're doing. How's the world? How's their kids? How's their job? And I think us as, as realtors, where we get lost in all of this is we attach it into, I'm doing this system for my business. And so then we bring in all this other junk over here about like, well, when do I talk about real estate? And when, do, when does it turn into business? And when does it convert? No, all about them. All about them. That's what you're going to be focusing on for this time. And it is one of those fundamental pieces that will just light up referrals in your database if your intention is right and you have the right people. That, that's how I typically explain it, Matt. Does I miss anything around that? No, I, th I think that hits it right on the head there of what this is in, intended to do. You did bring up like, well, I'm doing this for my business. And I see two mindsets go in that direction. One is uh, like, well, 
since I'm doing this for my business, where's the opportunity? I want to get the deals. I want to get the people moved onto the hot list. And the other is, well, I, I'm doing this because I'm a realtor and that feels weird. And I, I think people can feel it. And it's like, well, we need to get past that because it's true. You are doing this because you're a realtor. But if we want to be successful as a realtor, we need to build strong relationships. That's part of this business. So I asked, I'll ask people, well, would you call these people if you weren't a realtor? And they're like, well, no, I probably wouldn't. I said, okay, let's just acknowledge that, put it on the table, throw that giant elephant in the room on your desk and be like, okay, I need to deal with this. And the first step <laughs> is to start and just look for the people in your database that I would call the low-hanging fruit. The people that you're like, well, I do like these people. I do enjoy talking to them. So why don't I just start there? Because I feel like this is something that can become a snowball effect of positive goodness. Because once you make one call, Garrett, and it goes well, you're like, that, that felt good. I want to do another one. And now all of a sudden you're doing it because it's fun and feels good and not because you're a realtor. Maybe that's why it started. That's why you put it on your calendar. That's why you picked up the phone the first time. But your energy and intention on this will change. And that's okay. Well, and Matt, you made a comment there, which I think is really important is, which is that, okay, so would you call these people if you weren't selling real estate? And for most people, they will say, well, no, I wouldn't. But there are people that they say, well, this person I would, and this person I would. Well, I would start harvesting those people out of that group first. And if you really want to have an easy time making these phone calls, make that first list that you're going to use be the list of the, I would call these guys whether I was selling real estate or not. This has nothing to do with real estate. This is because I enjoy talking to these people. I enjoy the relationships with them. I enjoy the value that they bring into my world as much as I that I can hopefully bring into theirs. Like we have fun talking to each other. Make that list, and then what you'll find is once you do get into a role, as you said, you can start bringing in some others. Going like, well, those were all easy. What if I mean this person's kind of on the verge? They're kind of on the edge. Well, I'll reach out and talk to them, and what you'll end up having is a good conversation with them. And then you're going to be like, well, if I could call them, I could probably call this group of people. And you kind of start bringing more in. The trick I usually find is the first phone call is easy when you're working in the fringe and you're kind of working on the sidelines there a little bit. It's the second call. When the hour of power time comes up and you have the list and you're like, all right, I was pushing a little bit calling them last month. And here I am again, showing up like, Hi, me again. How you doing? Uh, there might be some people up front that you have to skip maybe a month or two as you're bringing them into your world. But it's funny. It doesn't take very long to start a pattern with people. We all forget pretty easily. We all have a lot of stuff going on. We all have a lot of information going. We don't overthink things too much. We're like, well, that's weird. I've heard from Matt three months in a row now, and that just seems strange. No, we're not going to do it. And we don't think that way. We don't overthink it. We're running around doing our stuff. It was just nice to hear from Matt. What a nice guy. Always enjoy that guy. So don't overthink it. And that goes to the content. Like if you're having good conversations where you are asking them questions, giving them time of possession, then that's how they're going to think. Now, if you've been calling and being like, hey, Garrett, it's Matt. Did you find anybody over the past month who needs to buy or sell real estate? Because I could sure use a referral right now. Like, I'm so so excited about this call. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not going to get Garrett all excited about Matt calling, 
again for the third month looking for a piece of business. But Gary, the way you describe this, I think also highlights that it sounds like we probably have to have our database pretty well organized or at least organized enough so that it's easy for us to select people to call and plan ahead with this. I think it's a good point. Is that? I think it's no, I think you're right on it because again when you when a lot of people fumble when they're making these calls, they've got the time on their calendar and they're like, "Well, who am I supposed to call? Oh, people in my database." And they look at this group of 200 people or 100 people or maybe it's 3,000 people and they're like, "I'm supposed to call all these people and talk to them about what?" Where do I start with all these? And what happens is, is you're, you naturally will go to the ones you're fearful of first. Your eyes will run down the page and you're, you don't go like, oh, it'd be so much fun to talk to James. Oh, gosh, there's Natalie. I'd love to talk to Natalie. Your brain goes, oh, Tom, um, God, see, this is going to be so hard. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Uh, yeah, here's another one. I mean, I, this just feels so stressed and uncomfortable and I, don't, I just don't like this. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm out. Then now you're doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, we're back. But it's kind of like how people organize their database. Like, yeah, I sat down to organize that database, but I just got so many old dead leads that are just like, oh, it's just too painful to go through. I'm like, well, okay, just start with the people that you talked to this week. Oh, okay. And even with the start on the other side, with the hour of power, you mentioned like, okay, having this cadence and getting to a certain cadence with some people of this potentially once a month conversation. But there's also a whole vast number of people that you don't talk to that frequently that it would be nice to call because we haven't talked to them in six months. And maybe you have a good reason because you sold them the house six months ago. And maybe we're just curious how things are going inside that house. Like, is it working out for them? It would be a nice thing. It would just be a nice thing. It's been six months since you received a huge paycheck. Yeah, well, it would that's, be nice just to call and be like, that's a whole other just be thing. Like, hey, how are you guys doing? How's that house working out that I helped you with for three months trying to find? Like, just, you know, be nice. And if it has been six months, we need to talk about your post closing touch points. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. But even if it's been, you know, you, you went through that and they closed two years ago. And it's been six months since you talked to them. Still, you know, yeah. you can pick up the phone and talk to them as their advisor, but not asking anything that's directing about you. You just ask them about them. Hey, you know, last time we, we spoke, you said your son was in looking for a college, like you were doing the college search. How is that going? I'm really curious. And Matt, what you just said was so powerful, which is I think where people get lost is they are looking at what value do I have to bring? Like, if I'm going to make this phone call, what can I bring? I need a reason to call that's going to add value. You asking questions about them and the most important things into their world is the value that you're bringing. Your mere part of you just being curious about them and their life and what they've got going on is the most powerful value add gift that you bring to the table. And we look at it like that's the system I'm supposed to be applying is asking these questions. Oh, and I got to bring something that makes it like so it's not too weird that I called. That you care. Like, let's just start there. Like, let's just step back and be like, okay, can I find a little bit of me that actually cares about this person? And if I can locate that in there, let's make the calls based around that stuff. It's amazing how people will respond. Yeah. You will get incredible responses if you're coming from the heart, is usually what I refer to it as. Some people might say, yeah, but like they might think that's weird. And I'll say, unfortunately, in today's world, they might think that's a little strange, but they're not going to think it's strange in a bad way. They're going to get off and be like, whoa, Garrett called because he cared about me. 
then like spouse walks in and goes, well, that's weird. It's like, it is weird, but it felt good. <laughs> like, I remember this happened one time in my life. I, it felt good then too. Like it feels good now. <laughs> yeah. So once you acknowledge that, you recognize that, I think it, it starts to make, okay, I can start to show up for this time block here. This is sounding cool. Like, yeah, I can deliver that kind of value. Now, how do I get organized enough so that when that time shows, like, do I just open up my database and like see what my CRM, who they, it tells me to call that day? How do I plan in advance? I'm kind of hinting at something here <laughs> to make this work. Because <laughs> that's that's a, a problem I see a lot of people fall down as they show up and they're like, I don't know who to call. I forgot to get get prepared for this. Yeah, you know, it's it I find the simpler you can make it, Matt, the more effective you are going to be making the calls. I think a lot of people lean into like their big fancy CRMs or they'll they'll put that as a crutch. Like I need a better CRM to be able to make these calls. And it has nothing to do with that. It it has everything to do with your intention of you finding the reason why it's important enough for you to make the phone calls. That's all it is. If you can figure that out, you'll find people to call. Matt, I'll, I'll have you throw in your idea here in a second. My, my simplest, simplest plan is have a printout of a whole bunch of names that you have picked, have it on your desk, and just put a line through everybody's name as you go through the month, making your phone calls during your hour of power. Your hour of power is set up. You got a list of people to call at the end of the month, print out a new list. Voila. That is the simplest I've seen it done and probably the most effective of knowing that nobody's going to slip through the cracks. Yeah. The cool thing about that is you get to visually see everybody on one sheet, whereas once you mark somebody on your CRM, it just goes away, right? Yeah. It gets hidden behind all the things. And we're like, wait, did I call Garrett? And I'm going and checking the contact record. Oh, yeah, I did call Garrett. Okay, that's good. That's why. So now I can trust that my CRM didn't tell me to call him because I already called him. Okay, got it. And any of you who don't know what like that feeling that Matt's talking about, when was the last time you sent wrote an email, sent an email, and then about five minutes later went, wait, did I? And then you go into your sense to just make sure that that email actually was sent. And you're like, oh, okay, good. No, I did write it. I did send it. I did, wasn't just thinking about it. I do it all the time. And then you go into the other email accounts because you're like, wait, well, I must have sent it. Was it from this email account? Did I send it from the wrong email account? <laughs> But that's just did this the other day. That's how fast, so fast we can forget as we're in the middle of doing stuff and just moving through from one thing to the next. And it can happen really quick with these phone calls because they are short, Matt. You know, what, what we talk about and teach in the installation is these are these are short, like two to three minute phone calls. If you're keeping somebody on the phone, by the way, for 15 minutes, I want anybody who's listening out there who's doing routine 15-minute phone calls, we need to back those down. These should be nice, short, sweet phone calls. Matt, have you seen any other systems that people use to track that have been effective for them? During the weekly planning session is another time that I see a, a good opportunity for you to write down some names, right? I mean, at that time, we should be reviewing our hots and warm list anyway. The warm list is a great place to go and say, hey, who on my warm list do I want to talk to this week? Who in my raving fans? Who in my broader database? You know, planning it, even if you have programs that remind you, hey, every quarter we want to have a conversation with this person um, because they're segmented this way in my database, like 
instead of waiting for your CRM to tell you that day, go look at what your CRM is going to pitch to you that week and then get those things compiled because there's power, just like having that printout on your desk all month, there's power in thinking about these people in advance as well. If you're connecting with these names and, sh- and putting that energy out there and sharing energy with them for days leading up to the call, a lot of times you might get on the phone and call Garrett and be like, hey, Garrett, it's Matt. And you're like, man, that's so funny, Matt. I was just thinking about you. And it's like, yeah, I know, because I've been thinking about you all week, my friend. Like, those are the things that can happen if you plan in advance. So I'd say, I, I think those are the two. I, don't, I wouldn't make it any more complicated than that. The printout is a fantastic one. And then the weekly planning session, using that time to just write down the names of the people that you're going to call during your hour of power. And even just people... And you can compile that list from the prior week as you go through the week. People pop into your head, either call them then or put them on the list to call next week during the next hour of power. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I... It's funny, Matt, as I know there's people listening that are like, no, but I really want to use my CRM so it's all consolidated and I have all my stuff and I have everything on all my notes and everything stuff. And I just want to encourage people, if you if you haven't been making your calls and you haven't been showing up and doing this activity, try the printout Yeah, for like three months. Try that. I do understand you have an amazing CRM that you've paid for and that you it does all kinds of cool things. Just go back and log it after the calls. I mean, it's not, you can still use it. The more simple you make it, the more likely you are to show up and do it consistently over and over and over again. The complexity of all those things in the CRM a lot of times just shut down the actual forward momentum with it. We get distracted. We also have our email in there. So here we are looking up things to make phone calls to. And then boom, all of a sudden you see an email come in and you're like, oh gosh, I got to respond to that right now. Like best place. And this is actually a great thing to talk about, Matt, is where do you want to do your hour of power? Do you want to do it at your desk? Do you want to do it? You Ooh, know, that's a good. I used to have my spot. I used to do my hour of power. What do you, where, what do you recommend? That's a great point. Because this is one thing that I hear people keeps them out of the office. Because like, well, I don't want to go to the office because I got a cube or it's an open thing and I don't really have a space to make calls. It's like, all right, great. If you don't feel comfortable doing calls, then don't do them there. But I like, um, I mean, I always had my home space and I was lucky enough to have an office at my real estate office. So those are the places that it took place for me. However, on nice days, sometimes that place would be out on the back porch of my office because we had like an old house. And so you could sit on the, we had like a little back porch, which was kind of nice. So it was cool. Outside, I find a great thing. It's good for your energy. It's good for your mental health and all of the things that contribute to a good phone call. So I think any, if you can get outdoors to do them, great place to do it. And I think I've mentioned this on a podcast specifically about making phone calls before, but I used to go to the boat ramp by my house. We lived uh, on a river when I was selling real estate and uh, down at the actual end of our street was the main boat ramp. It was a quiet, quiet, quiet cul-de-sac with a boat ramp on it. And I used to park on the boat ramp with my list of people. And I would just sit there looking over the river and it was a big bend in the, in the river there. And I would just sit there and make phone calls. And when I was I was done when I was done and I'd pick up and leave. Now I kind of did out of necessity because I had two six month old babies at the house. <laughs> so Yeah, that'll that'll interrupt a call in and pretty quick. Yeah. So there was that Garrett, do you need to do you need to get that? Oh. Like it sounds like your kid's screaming. Oh no, no don't worry about fine. that. Tell me about fine. you. How are you? Sarah's got it. Uh <laughs> give me in trouble. <laughs> but um <laughs> That's what I found was getting myself out of the environment of distractions. And so again, this I 
kind of went down this path because yes, we have amazing CRMs with amazing tools that we'll all do, but it's also typically where your email is housed. There are other distractions coming up. There's other alerts that are popping up around there. And as much as you can keep all that noise turned down, that's going to allow you to be the most successful with the actual activity you're trying to accomplish consistently. Well, so I like the this, um, particularly today's world where there's so much digital distraction is finding a space that's away from a computer. And if you want to take notes, bring a notebook. And I would say in addition to that, turn your phone on do not disturb because you're the one doing the outbound calls, right? Now, if you make a call and you leave a voicemail and that person calls back right away, cool, pick it up. But if you put your phone on do not disturb, you prevent the inbounds from all of the in the business stuff, which you're going to get to in an hour. This is not an a day of power. This is not a week of power. This is an hour of power, which you can even chunk down into a 25 minute of power if you would like to, and then take a five minute break and go right back to use the Pomodoro method that we've talked about. There's so many different ways to make this happen productively. It's it's tough. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people thinking like, oh gosh, they make it sound so easy. Um, that's because we get to talk about it a lot. I understand the challenges in approaching this time slot, but deploy some of these things and it's going to be so much easier. And Gary, you mentioned one thing that I want to highlight. You said routine 15-minute calls. So I don't want people to think like, oh my gosh, I had a 15-minute call. That's way too long. Oh, Garrett and Matt are going to be so upset. It's like, well, it depends. Like if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a long time and they're talking and catching you up on some very important things, it might be necessary to have that 15-minute conversation. But if every time you talk to somebody, it's that, we might want to restructure that a little bit. You might. And this is one thing I've learned about making these calls too, is there are certain topics you know to stay away from because you just know it's going to turn into a huge conversation, one that you should probably have over lunch. And so I usually find that like all of a sudden, like you'll, I'll ask a question and every bit of you goes, Oh my gosh, like what did I just do? Like this now, now I opened a can of worms. Now we're in a marathon <laughs> conversation here. And there is no problem, by the way, to say, Matt, actually, I want to hear the rest of this. I have an appointment I've got to get to. Do you want to go grab lunch or a cup of coffee with me? I want to hear all about your trip to Mexico. Yeah. We're not being rude, we're not cutting them off. It's just, I never intended to have a 15-minute phone call with you. I I wouldn't say it that way. But I would say, <laughs> I, was, I never intended to get stuck on the phone with you, man. I didn't call to hear the whole thing, man. Gosh. But I would definitely say is that I want to hear the rest of this. I had about five minutes to reach out to you, and I just was excited to, you know, to see how you're doing. Let's go grab lunch. I want to hear all about this. And schedule some, another appointment to follow up around it so you can then hang up and get back to your phone calls. And the other thing, and, and that's an appointment, by the way, is the next phone call that you have to make is an appointment. So there's no lies there either. And I would say if you, if you have people that you know are talkers in your database, but you do want to have that quick conversation, you can also set the stage. You know, Call five minutes before the top of the hour, five minutes before the bottom of the hour. And you can say, hey, Garrett, it's Matt. I had a couple of minutes here before my next appointment and I was thinking of you and I wanted to ask you X, Y, Z, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, well, Matt, I'll, totally fine. I'll add into this that if I look back on all of my years of working with people, I have never correlated the ones that are like, I'm a talker. I always have 15 minute, 20 minute conversations with people. 
I have never correlated that to higher levels of success in referrals and business. The short, sweet conversations with more people, agreed, hands down, always will generate more opportunities in this business. Because one, your numbers of your people that you're interacting with and communicating with are better. These people actually enjoy the conversations more. I know it feels like they like being on the phone with you for 20 minutes, but I'm just telling you right now, when they have to replan their day, because every single time you call, it's a 20-minute conversation, that does not go over well over long periods of time. So it's all best. Keep these nice and short. Keep them sweet. Keep them all about them. Light them up. Celebrate them, who they are. And uh, it's an incredible, incredible process and incredible time and activity. As you said, Matt, when we first started, probably one of that real estate reviews, but this is definitely one that is overlooked, easily overlooked by a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And then spoiler alert, if all of your people are talkers in your database, you're the talker. <laughs> the way it is. I've heard that saying a different way, by the way. I can't say it on the podcast, but I appreciate that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Our pastor at church, the, uh, just this past Sunday, he was talking about they, they got these groups organized and everything. He says, you know, and don't worry, like, there's always that crazy person in the group. And if you get into a group and you find like, man, all these people are amazing. There's not a single crazy person here. You're the crazy one. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard <laughs> that said, and I'm going to tone this down a little bit. Okay. Is that yeah, every once in a while in this world, you run into a jerk. If you find yourself running into lots of jerks, you're probably the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I heard that too. But but all of you who listen here are really great people, but you might be a talker. And guess what? It's something that you can discover, acknowledge, and correct a little bit and be the talker when you're at lunch and in coffee and shorten up those phone calls to set yourself up for some amazing talking sessions with your people. Just so, be aware. Just be aware of it. Yeah. Exa awareness. Awareness is key to so many things. We don't need to get deep and philosophical on that one. This was a great topic. So thank you to Hannah Shaw who had typed in our power with the closed eye, smiley face with the cheek thing. It's always a fun one. I always wonder why when you do colon, close parentheses, which should just be the normal smiley face, it does default to this like cuter smiley face. Anyway, that's a total... Probably an Apple thing. Total squirrel moment. But Hannah Shaw, thank you so much for sharing that. If I can click on your profile fast enough here to find out where you are... In Forest Grove, Oregon. So Hannah Shaw up there in Forest Grove, Oregon with John L. Scott. Thank you so much for dropping this one. It created a really good topic. Longer than I, I think we thought we were going to go on this one, Garrett. So thank you for showing up and bringing the energy on this one too. Yes, this is great. Yeah, we, we, we kind of looked over some of the topics. We're like, oh, this one might be a nice short one. I mean, yeah, we just did a 30-minute one. <laughs> 34, 35 minute one. This is good though. There's a lot of different alleys. I wasn't thinking we were going to go down, but we did. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. So thank you everybody for listening and joining us here. I'd be curious to know if, you, if you've if you noticed a difference for when we do these podcasts, because the past, there's a couple of podcasts the past few weeks that have we've recorded in the evening versus the morning. And I wonder if you can tell the difference. I'm just curious. So let us know in the Facebook group. Matt's physical therapy and broken body are making us have to do these at some different times right now. Yeah. <laughs> Interrupting our podcast schedule. If you notice, my broken rib has not affected our podcasting at all. 
Well, if I could do my physical therapy at 5.30 in the morning, I would gladly do it. So I'd be ready. But I'm healing so well, I don't even need physical therapy <laughs> for a rib. You're going to hop in a car and race it this weekend. For a rib. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. Drop into our Facebook group. Go on Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find the group. It's very obvious. It's the one that's the fastest growing community on earth. Has over 11,000 people in there. It's incredible. And if you want to learn more about ninja selling or ninja coaching, head over to ninjaselling.com or drop a question inside the Facebook group and we'll help answer that and direct you in the right way. Also, all of our fabulous coaches are in the podcast Facebook group. So they are there and ready to support you as well. So thank you. Appreciate you all. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks everyone. Till next time. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.